Right now it's coming up eight past six. And with us now is Grant Robertson, Finance Minister. Hey, Grant. Evening, Heather. All right, the spending cuts you've just announced today, how much is this of total spending? 0.7%? Um, it's nine. We're, we're looking at nineteen. That twenty-seven billion, about nineteen percent of the overall government expenditure is up for cuts, and then of that, between one and two percent for various agencies. So, look, you're right in terms of the overall scheme of the the budget. Um, it's a small percentage, but that's because we wanted to protect frontline services, make sure that um, people can continue to access the health and education services that we didn't affect the police. You could cut more than frontline services. You you don't have to cut frontline services. You could save more than that by cutting wasteful spending. Well, our view is that this, these are the responsible savings that we can make. It's always a balance for us, making sure that we do deliver the services and programs that New Zealanders need. And this is what you know we believe we need to do to meet the rules that we set ourselves to get ourselves back into surplus. Um, other parties can promise cuts you know, much deeper than this, but that'll affect the services that New Zealanders get. How much has your spending gone up in the last six years? Look, it's gone up significantly, and that's because we were dealing much? with COVID. Well, it's tens of billions of dollars extra that's gone in. And 70%. That's got, yeah, and, and that's because we've had to deal with a massive global economic shock, and we've had to protect and support New Zealanders through that. I think that spending was needed. I think most political parties wanted us to spend that. In fact, we're looking for us in, on from time to time to spend more. What we've said in the beginning of this year, in the budget in May, was that we would you know, be working our way towards um, a 31.5% of GDP spending for government. To do that, we're removing and reducing spending in a number of areas. Now we're looking at forecasts that Treasury made at that budget that no longer look like they're going to stand up. The announcement we've made today means that we can keep meeting our fiscal rules and deal with the, the changing economic circumstances around the world. I'm Grant. With respect, your spending's gone up by 70% in six years and now you're proposing to cut it by 0.7%. That's not really impressive, is it? Well, we've got a set of fiscal rules, Heather, and they are to keep debt below 30% of GDP and to make sure we get ourselves back into surplus in the forecast period. And my job is to make sure that we do that. Other people might want to promise bigger cuts. That's absolutely fine if they want to do that, but they have to justify what that'll mean okay. for New Zealanders. Why didn't you and cut the proposals fees free? that I've seen cut deeply into services that New Zealanders want Why didn't want you cut fees need. free? Because fees free is still a good and important program. It's not even granted, into... It's not even doing what it was supposed to do. It was supposed to increase the number of people going to university. It's not. The dropout rate's gone up. Well, actually, it was had a number of goals, and one of which was making sure that we did support people to get over that barrier of the first year of costs. Um, it's not just for those at university, it's also for other programs as well. We continue to believe that it's an important part of supporting New Zealanders into higher education. Again, other people can promise to do different. You've got to be able to make it add up. And there are consequences to the cuts, and the consequences would be the costs on those New Zealanders who currently benefit from fees free if we got rid of it. We all paid for our own university. It's not a big deal. That would have saved you $1.2 billion at least in the next four years. How much are you still spending on Provincial Growth Fund? Well, the Provincial Growth Fund itself is finished, so no new money has been allocated. There's still money being spent as projects come to How much is still left? Well, no, it's been spent. It's done. It's allocated. Can't save any of that. 
that's gone. All what gone. we did do today, just so since you're on that kind of project, what we did do today for the infrastructure reference group, the so-called shovel-ready projects, there are a couple of those that have not got off the ground that had, we've been looking to see if we could keep doing in some ways. We cut, we reduced and got rid of that funding today. Listen, how many? How, so, so we've gone from forty-eight thousand public servant staff to sixty-two thousand since you guys have been in government. How many are you going to cut? Well, each agency now goes away with the amount of money that we've asked them to save, yeah. and they'll come back to us. They'll be able to save a bit of that from cutting back expenditure on consultants and contractors. They'll then look at all of their programs. There are a lot of vacancies currently in the public sector, um, but there's also other programs that they can look at, other expenditure that they can look at. That's up to them to come back. We haven't set a target of cutting a particular number of staff. We actually want to work with the unions and so on to see where efficiencies exist. So, you know... You've got to remember that those staff include that have increased include things like special ed staff. It includes the people who work at our borders. There's important work being done there, but we've got to work through with each agency as to how they'll find these savings. Because um, it's gone up 14,000, and if we take your 1% to 2%, then we're looking at a maximum a reduction of 1,200 staff. All right. Again, I don't think, and, and, and we're not setting a target for that. We're saying that these are savings that need to be made, um, and we believe that they can be made. It'll be up to individual agencies to come back with their plan for that. When are we going to hit surplus? Well, that will come out when we have the pre-election fiscal update in September. What we did today was respond to the deteriorating economic conditions everyone can see around the world and to the fact that Treasury's forecast that they gave us at the budget when we got the first set of government accounts after that, which are in the public arena, we were $2 billion low on revenue. Our spending was about where we thought it would be, but the revenue was lower. I've made the judgment that if we want to meet those fiscal rules and get into surplus in the forecast period, we need to make some changes and that's what we've announced today. Treasury will finalise their, their, their pre-election fiscal update shortly. It's not going to be 25-26 as predicted, eh? Well, as I say, that's up to when Treasury do that. But clearly, you know, deterioration down the world, lower revenue than you'd expect. We're looking to offset some of that with what we're doing today. But Treasury will finalise that uh, before the 12th of September. Grant, are you going to undo this nonsense about the Brightline test capturing the family home? Are you going to stop that? Well, what we did announce last week was when any suggestion that for people who would be, be bought out or affected by having to move out of their homes uh, as a result of the cyclone, we were going to move to make sure that didn't apply to them. Ever since the Bright Line test was introduced by the National Party, it has been possible if you spent a long time away from your family home that it could be captured. We certainly don't want people to be captured um, routinely. It's not there to apply to the family home, but if it is no longer your family home, that has always been the case that it could be captured. Uh, but Minister Edmonds has been seeking advice on the various individual circumstances that are out there, but we know for those affected by the cyclone it won't be applying to them. So at the moment it's going to affect people who, for example, get cancer and need to move to their parents' house to go and get treatment. If they are away for a year, they'll get snapped by the capital gains tax. It's going to affect people who have to fly in, fly out to Perth. Maybe they leave their partner and their kids in their home, but they still get pinged. Is that fair? Well, on the latter of those situations, that has always been the case since the Brightline test was brought in by the National Party. Um, but what we have Ministry Edmonds is doing is getting further advice on how to make sure that the goal that we have, and I'm sure the goal the National Party had when they introduced the Brightline test, which is that your family home is not impacted. Now, if something ceases to effectively be your family home, then that is a different set of circumstances. So we are getting advice on the kinds of situations that have arisen there, but this is not a change from the principle that underpinned the original introduction of the policy. Grant, are you guys resorting to a, a campaign of fear against the National and ACT parties and New Zealand no. First? No. 
No, I don't believe we are. I think if you're referring to the statements that Chris Hipkins made yesterday, what he's doing is laying out where Labor stands, what our values are, and who are the kinds of people that we would want to work with. I think that's what New Zealanders should expect of their politicians in an election campaign. What I've been witness to over the course of recent times, particularly from the ACT Party, but also at times from National, has been the stoking of fear in the case of the ACT Party on the basis of things like race, which I think is incredibly inappropriate and against the values of most New Zealanders. All right, Grant, thank you for your time. Appreciate it as always. Grant Robertson, our Finance Minister. For more from Heather Duplessis Allen Drive, listen live to News Talk ZB from 4 p.m. weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.